What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today we're going all in. I've got an amazing guest today who's been on before and you have to go back to listen to the first episode after you share this one out about 18 times with 18 people you know and listen to how we got to know each other. But today is carrying on with the conversation, a new conversation on how life can get flipped upside down by your own choice, by your own decision, which is for the better and how that leads into everything else and all your success and all your personal growth and all your development that you've ever wanted is right on the other side of that choice. So Chris Bradley, what's shaking? Welcome back. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's uh we established like a little bit ago, which is funny because I don't know if it's actually going to come up. So I, I'm just going to say we, we said like a because this is like deeply personal to you, right? And I'm like, is there anywhere you don't want to go? And we came up with a safe word. What, what's the safe word? <laughs> Muskrat. <laughs> I needed you to say that because I don't know if it's going to be said. It was just hilarious. Yep. I love it. All right. So we have our safe word. That's good for going forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to be used, but that's okay. So I reached out to you because I saw your story on Instagram, you know, and it's uh, I love following you because I love like seeing where you're going, what you're doing. Your content is freaking baller too. Uh, is how you educate everyone. It's just amazing. And some of the hilarious things I, I, I need everybody to know, Chris, that the you that you're putting out there on on social is actually really you. It's not a mask or anything like you're, you're letting people see into your heart. Has it always been that way? Thank you so much for saying that because I feel like, um, you know, I've only really been showing up on social like this for the past few years. And there was a lot of safety behind doing that when I was just teaching because I found this comfort and like, I know strategy, I know tactics, I know how to do X, Y, Z. And that's a kind of different part of the brain um, to execute. And it's definitely like a safe place. And, and I love teaching, right? But there's been some more recent stuff where I'm like, I just need to get out of that left brain, logical X plus Y equals Z and move into like, what is my heart telling me to do? What is my soul telling me to do? And a lot of times it's a little nonsensical. So I just want to say thank you for the validation that it's being well-received by someone. Cause I'm like, should I be saying this right now? But I'm like, yep, soul's telling me to do it. So I'm gonna go with it. You know, that's so awesome. Yeah. And I know this cause I mean, I, we, we met digitally uh, a couple years ago, but then it was like a year and a half ago, we met in person at funnel hacking live. And I, I mean, I hope you had yeah. the same opinion about me cause it was like us and it was like, oh my God, we're here in person. We need to talk. Yeah. We need to just hang out. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. So you started talking about your soul a little bit, and this is going back to, you know, putting it out there. This is why I reached to you. And I'm like, can you come back on and talk about this? Because I don't remember yeah. exactly what your story was or if it was a post or whatever, but it was about you because you, you moved from LA, right? Which is that you got your hat on. I love your freaking hat. You know, that, that's like one of your trademark things. And then, because I saw you two years in a row at Funnel Hacking Live. And the second mm -hmm. year, I think your hair was not red anymore. I think it was brown. I think it was, you know, you, you became a brown, if I'm right. And you had no hair. I went from brown to red. That's it. Yes. Okay. And, and I was like, like, there was like some big changes you know, visibly to you, which usually the visible changes on the outside are, are an indication of what's going on on the inside. Yeah, totally. 
Totally. It's funny because when I started the brand produce like a boss, I was like always in a hat all the time. And then it kind of became a trademark by accident, but it was very authentic because when I was producing music every day, that's my like, you know, get her done. I don't have time to do my hair. I'm grinding, you know? And then after a couple of years of like living in the hat and going, Oh, we can't make content unless I'm wearing my hat. I went, wait a second. There was a disconnect there where I was like, that's not authentic. Like I don't wear the hat every day. I'm not producing music every day. I'm running a company. I'm doing these other things and I want to do my hair and I want to show my hair, you know? So I finally just like took the hat off and a bunch of people were like, what happened to the hat? I'm like, don't worry. It still makes a comeback. It's here right now. But yeah, I would say the, you're right. Like the, the outside change was definitely uh, mirroring a lot of the things that were happening internally as well. So. I got a secret for you. If you just wear the same stuff every single day, like I do, nobody can notice. You can make all the changes in the inside you want to. I'm joking. I know you wouldn't, but, but I, just, I used to, I used to say I'm Steve's, I'm Steve's jobs in my way through this, you know, yeah. and it was easier. I might maybe I might be making a comeback to the V neck and the, and the LA hat. That's cool. <laughs> I know it makes packing a lot easier with how much I travel. Oh my God. <laughs> just throw True some that. shirts in. Yeah. So yeah. You went from LA to, to Phoenix, I think. I know it was Arizona. Was it Phoenix? Yeah, it was a Chandler. It was Chandler. Okay. Yeah, that was that's right around. That's like south uh, east of Phoenix, I think, isn't it? I believe so. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. I had a friend that lived there and then they moved back to Chicago after they moved over there. I was like, why, why are you doing that? It's, it's so cold here sometimes, you know, <laughs> but I, yeah. this is just a squirrel that I'm chasing. But in Phoenix, I know when I was there doing TV a couple of years ago, it's like I walked outside in the middle of June. My eyes literally felt like they were melting. I, yeah. I just, I, I couldn't <laughs> understand it. I'm like, how can all the moisture be sucked out of my eyes in a millisecond and yet also feel like they're oozing out of my head at the same time. It was a new experience. That's no joke. It was my first and only summer in Arizona. And considering I thought I was going to be living there for the rest of my life, let's just say I'm very happy to say that I did one summer in Arizona and probably will never have to do that again. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you, you hit on a good point there because I mean, that's following like the story here too. Because yeah. you moved thinking that, that, well, believing anyways, that that was, you were going to be there for the rest of your life. You moved for what? <clears throat> yeah. So I got engaged um, in ap- around April of last year's. And then we got a house together in Arizona, like really shortly after. And all of it was like really good on paper. You know what I mean? Like yeah. good looking guy, nice guy. His dream was to be in Arizona. And here I am, an entrepreneur that can work from anywhere, wanting to make him happy and going, I could live anywhere. Oh my God, look at how much bang we get for our buck if we get a house in Arizona. You know, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so much bigger. If we got that in LA, it would be like five times the size. So, you know, I did a lot of <clears throat> kind of editing what my plans, dreams, goals, and desires were like to kind of fit what he wanted, including the fact that um, he didn't really like when I would talk about business. And the thing is, is, and you probably, I'm sure know that like when you do what we do, it's kind of, for me, there's no separation. It's like, I would say like my entire business is my art down to every email I write, social media posts I make, piece of content I create, whether it's a course, a song, whatever it is, like that's my creation. That's my creativity. So when I, you know, at the end of the day, you go, how was your day? And I want to talk about all the cool shit I made. And you're like, oh, I don't like when you talk about work. It was like, there was this disconnect that was happening outside of the fact that I just was like going, as soon as we got to Arizona, I realized I have, you know, 
been spoiled, I think, by growing up in LA. There's just so much creative here naturally. I also lived in Nashville for five years, oh, yeah. so lots of creative energy there. And I, I had never not lived in a city like that. So I kind of thought it was normal that you just kind of buzzed when you went around everywhere, you know? And then we got to Arizona and I felt like, for lack of a better words, just like a part like of my creative soul had just like died. Like it just went, it, it just went, it just kind of like yeah. depleted and nothing bad on Arizona. It's beautiful, but it, everything is about chapters and stages. And so it became very evident to me, like he wanted to slow down. He wanted to retire. This man would talk about golf more than, I don't even know anything about golf. And really? I'm, you know, and here I, I want to grow. I want to scale, you know, I'm wildly like into like personal development, spirituality. I'm always doing something to grow and get better. And he's wanting to kind of do the opposite. So here we have these two opposite energies in this house. And now I'm in Arizona and oh, you know, yeah. Was there a, so was there I don't want an age difference between you two. Cause you're saying he wanted to retire. Yeah, he's he, not much, you know, he's about five years older. Oh, geez. And You're not talking like he was 65 or anything. No. Like that. no. That, that's, uh, and here's what's really funny, Rick. When we first started dating on our second date, I remember after the first kiss, you know, we were hanging out and I remember going, oh, this could really be something. And so I said to him, I need you to know something about me. And he goes, okay. And I said, I'm really driven, like really, really passionate, really driven, really into what I do. Like I'm always working on something kind of always planning scheming to take over the world you know that's that's me i'm very motivated and almost like i was trying to warn him and i remember he looked at me because he was an entrepreneur as well and he said i will out entrepreneur the shit out of you and he said it like he was poking fun like i like i challenge you and i went yes finally you know yeah. uh, i'm sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to say that on the podcast so we have, might have to bleep that but sure as shit um, you are <laughs> okay cool yeah. all right so <laughs> So when he said that, I thought, oh, good, like we're on the same page. But, you know, it became very evident as time went on. And I was, you know, maintaining that persistence and that drive that it just was like always like, oh, why are you always talking about work? Oh, you work too much. Oh, and it was just kind of like these little dings all the time. So what I started to do, Rick, is I started to turn my light down, right? I started to go, yeah. oh, he can't. He can't handle it when I'm at 100. I'm usually at 150. Let's be real. I'm like, I'll turn it down to 70. I'll turn it down to 80. And it just started becoming like, how was your day? And I would just, oh, it was good. Because if I really said what I wanted to was, oh my God, I got to show you this thing I made or this ad I'm working on or this, yeah. you know, this thing I learned in this book I read, it would just, he would just shut down. He would shut down. He would, you know, so, um, yeah, I started to realize that I was, I was dimming my light and, and kind of sacrificing my dream for somebody else's. Yeah. That's a good phrase to use too. Uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking of a, I don't know if you've ever heard Ed Milet talk about the thermostat and I love Ed Milet. Yeah. He, he's, he's amazing. He, I, I was with him on Miami beach when my company was approved by the sec. Like I, I had a public company. It seemed like in, in a minute, right? Literally in a minute, I'm like, I don't know what to do, but I told him I was there with him. Like, you're the first person I'm telling dude. And he's like, <laughs> that's, he's like that's awesome. I mean, he like teared up. It was cool. But he talks about the thermostat to where it's like, you can, you can get around people in your life and that thermostat, right. will will tend to trend downwards. Yeah. And you start to adjust to that comfortable temperature. Yeah, to where yeah. you can just sit around and, and be like, oh, okay, whatever it is. But then all of a sudden you do have that moment, you know, because it's, if it's ingrained in you, like it is with you, with me, 
you will have that moment to you where you recognize it's like, <clears throat> why am I so comfortable? <laughs> you know? I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not used to this. And, uh, but I, I felt like I was more me when I was in this other mode. So that's like, then you have to turn that thermostat. You have to like crank that sucker all the way back up to where it's on fire. Cause you just moved it down to 70, the AC's on and everything, but you were yeah. so much more alive when it was at 90 and doing everything yeah. you wanted to do, go after everything you wanted to do, but then you, your environment changed or you allow people in and it's people that have a lower thermostat setting is how he explains it. Or people that have exactly. <laughs> their dimmer set on a lower level of light. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so funny you say that because there's this part of me going like, I'm looking around and I'm like, I got the rock. I got the man, you know, for all things being yeah. said, he's a wonderful human. Like we just are just have very different wants and needs. So yeah. in no way, anything that I say in my story, do I want it to like, be like, I'm bashing another person. Like hey, some people are just that way at all. Yeah. And I'm not okay, even assuming well, that for sure. Well, you know, so I'm thinking I got a really great guy. Cause he is, he loves me so much, so much that he kept saying things. Like whenever I get stressed about work, he's like, you know, you don't have to worry about that. I'll take care of any, you don't even have to work if you don't want to, you know? And I'm looking around, I'm like, I got a man. I got security for the first time in my life. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but I've been on my own since age 15. So I've been in constant survival, hustle. Like, yeah. you know, all of that was like, oh, I don't feel that anymore. That was part of and our I've first got show together when you talked oh, about yeah. that in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the house was gorgeous, the dog, and I'm looking around the neighborhood, you know, it was more of a retirement. It, everything was slow and peaceful and beautiful. And like, you look, I look at the pictures of us and even everyone, oh, you guys are a power couple. You're amazing. And I'm looking at all this on paper and going, why is something not feel right? Yeah. So it's the, it's like the week before Christmas and we are about to go shopping for a Christmas tree and we're having dinner. And he's talking to me all about his work and I'm all, yeah, okay. And I love when he talks about work because then I can get in there and kind of help and oh, and scheming. Yeah. You know, that's what I like to do as a partner, even if I don't know your job, because I want to help and just help you with what you're, what's taking up space in your brain. I'm here to support, you know? So we do that for about 30 minutes and then I go, Hey, can I tell you something about, you know, I, that I discovered? <laughs> and he goes, sure, but it's kind of begrudgingly, right? And I'm like, okay. So I was telling him kind of, how I learned a new approach about presenting where, you know, I didn't want to have to use slides as much. And I wanted to do more stream of consciousness. It was more of, it was yeah. like, it wasn't just work. It was spiritual. It was like this channeling God energy. And I was really excited and he's spiritual. So I thought he would appreciate that. So what does he do? He starts to check out and I can tell it's like, he looks like he wants to punch himself in the face. It's like, I don't even think he knew oh, how Lord. just like uninterested he looked. And it was, this was like, not the first time it had happened, but it was, it would, there was a straw for me. Like you were saying, like I, all of a sudden I felt this need to just crank the thermostat back up to 90. And I'm like, here I am walking around at 70%, literally giving you the 70% version. And you're still telling me it's too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Basically yeah. when you check out, yeah. I talk for two seconds. So I got up and I was like, that's it. This is the week of Christmas. We're about to go shopping for a tree. And we had met at a restaurant because we were at different places in Arizona. And he's like, are we going to get a tree? I said, no, I'm going home. The next day I got up and I said, I need to go to LA for a few days and just clear my head. And he was like, okay. And then we kind of started to get back into the, the argument about it. And basically so many words were exchanged. And I said, I need you to support me, care about me, listen to me and not check out when I talk. And he said, I need you to not talk about business all the time. No one's going to want a relationship with your business ever. No one. It's not abnormal that I don't want to hear this. Basically, men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Women talk too much. Men don't listen. 
why can't you get a friend to listen? I give you everything else was kind of the consensus. And I went, okay. So I get in the car and I'm driving and I just start bawling and I start talking to whatever you want to call it. I say angels, God guides universe, whatever you want to call it. I'm talking to a greater power. And I just, I use the word God for all of that. And I say, God, I need you to give me a sign because this doesn't feel right, but it's so unfathomable to me that I would leave this. Like I'm engaged. Like we made a commitment. I have, we have a house, like all the things on paper, the logic, right. It all adds up. Like there's no way I'm leaving. And then I kind of, like I said, but what am I supposed to do? And I heard this very like soft knowing voice back that was like, you know what to do. I've been telling you what to do from the beginning. You knew the second that ring got put on your finger, you know what to do. And I went, like, it was very clear. And I was like, okay, wait a second. So many of us talk about, oh, I want to be empowered. I want to, you know, dial in my intuition, use the law of attraction, manifest. (laughs) We're not willing to do the hard shit. And sometimes spirit does not just give you everything you ask for and make it freaking easy. So I got that. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I got this nudge that was, you know what to do. You just don't want to do it. And, and I said to God, I said, you're right. I've been saying, Hey God, like I want all these things and I'll surrender to you. And I haven't been surrendering. Like what is true surrender? I said, whatever you say, but here's the thing. I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little numb here. Like, like I need you yeah, to show yeah. me something undeniable that I can't, like, I can't be like, Oh, God told me to like, show me something. Give me an anchor. And I said, when I'm in LA, I want you to show me a wishbone. And then right after that, I went, a wishbone. Like, where did I even come up with yeah. that? Like what? I don't, I'll tell you why. I think it's because my higher self like knew exactly what what was going on. And I said, yeah, a wishbone. I'm going to be in LA for three days. You got three days to show me a wishbone. Now, mind you, I'm not going anywhere to eat turkey. So I'm thinking (laughs) this is a challenge. I'm thinking I'm going to put, I'm challenging the universe. I'm challenging God. Like, oh yeah, you really want to show me? So three days goes by. I don't tell anyone. I only go to see one person, which is my best friend. And I don't tell her about this conversation or this sign that I've asked for. And it is the day before I'm supposed to go home and we're going out for sushi, but we get to the restaurant about 20 minutes early, 30 minutes early. And she goes, Hey, let's go to this bookstore down the street and just like peek around. It's called the psychic eye in LA. We, we, and we're walking around and I'm thinking, Oh, if I'm going to see a wishbone, it's going to be in here. And we're in there for a while and I don't see anything. And I, Oh, well, so we're walking out. We go to get in the car. She goes, Oh, what about this one next door? Small little sister store right next to psychic eye. It's totally like not the good one. And I'm like, eh, okay. And we walk in and there is a wishbone in a glass case just on display. Like it couldn't have been any more clear unless someone handed it to me on a silver platter. Holy shit. Holy shit, bolt! <laughs> like holy shift, right? So I say to her, I go, oh my gosh. And because like, I didn't tell her because I, I didn't want her projecting and looking for it. So yeah, I only yeah. told her what I thought. She goes, well, what are you going to do? Because I'd been crying to her for the past three days about like, should I leave? Should I not? What should I do? And she's like, did this give you what you needed? And I went, yeah. And then I knew, you know, cause you don't ask God to show off like that. You yeah, don't ask yeah. for a like that, get it. And then be an asshole, you know, that yeah. <laughs> you heard yeah, that right t- on. Yep. <laughs> you know, you don't ask for something and then not do it. So I took that as my sign to go home. And the funny thing is, and I, I didn't mention this, but when I was driving into LA from Arizona, as I passed through, there's this little split on the freeway, right? Where the 170 and the 101 meet. I got this, I call them God moments now where there was just chill and like electricity running all through my body. I start crying 
And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is going on? And I realized that like, it was, I could feel the creative energy of the city. Like, because I said, God, what is this feeling? I'm sobbing and I'm driving. Like, I don't even know why. And God goes, creativity. So the story is actually quite long and I don't want to like go down the rabbit hole too much, but all in all, you know, I took that as my sign to leave the relationship, but I also took that as my sign to move back to LA. And ever since... Ever since I surrendered to like, I, you know, I actually wrote a blog about it called how a wishbone brought me back to LA. Ever since I surrendered to the wishbone, it has been one God moment after another, like almost like my angels were just waiting. Sorry. Like they were just waiting for me to actually do the hard thing that I didn't want to do because you know, if part, I know that part of my purpose is to uplift and inspire people to be there most brilliant self and shine their light. There's no way that I could be in a relationship where I'm not shining my light. You know, like it was inauthentic for me to serve and want to be the leader I want to be if I'm not living that truth. And it was like, once I surrendered to the thing that was the hardest, most unfathomable thing, the most amazing things have been happening one after another and the signs keep coming. And it's very much like a, wow, I have no idea what's coming next. And this is scary as hell. Um, kind of new path in life. And it's, you know, I see my business changing and growing and expanding. And that's scary too, because I started off with just talking about music production, but I, I know I'm made to do and be and serve at, at such a, a higher level. And it's all kind of just unfolding very beautifully through all these God moments ever since the wishbone. So. Wow. <laughs> In my head, as you're telling me this, I'm thinking, it's like, why did I not fly out to you? Because I just want to hug you. It's, um, I really appreciated you reaching out when you saw my post. Cause the funny thing is when I got home, it's not like I went, I think I'm going to blog about this. <laughs> that was another God moment, by the way. When I reached It was a God you? moment. Where I went, What's that? When I reached you? Uh, when I, when I wrote the, well, that too, but when I wrote the wishbone, it was like, I got here to LA and all of a sudden I kept getting this nudge. You need to write about this. You need to write about this. And I got, I got a nudge. I need to write a book, not just about this, but in general, but it was like, you need to write, write, just write a blog, write a blog. And I, I'm going, no, no, no. And that's how I knew it wasn't me. Cause like that wouldn't have been my idea. So nope, you got to write about this. And sure enough, I wrote this three-part blog that I ended up sending to my list who does not follow me for spiritual woo-woo anything. (laughs) I'm just like, here I come bursting out of the spiritual closet, (laughs) producing the boss. I hope you like it, you know? And the response to it was amazing. Like the, the, I've never had such intimate, amazing, inspiring conversations. I had so many women thank me and tell me how it inspired their, their own journey. And you know, some places they were stuck. I got people messaging me. Oh my God, I got stuck with this thing. I asked for a sign and I got the sign. And I'm like, as a, this is happening, I'm like, this is it. This is it. You know, I feel like game, like life is a game of hot and cold. Yeah, and when yeah. you feel chill bumps and you feel the God moments and you feel like that, Oh, you're getting warmer. You got to go towards that. Like that's what Joseph Campbell meant when he said, follow yeah. your bliss. Right. So, you know, the next God moment was like, you got to write this book. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's a lot of exciting new creative ideas that I'm just uh, looking forward to seeing how they unfold. That's incredible. And 
yeah. a couple of things that are really sticking out over your entire story. It's one, God loves to show off. Right? When, when you ask him to, he's like, hey, come on, bring more of that. Why don't people, you know, everybody's asking me like, hey, can you help me with my job or something like that? And he's like, yeah. Well, that's too easy. I think you can just do that yourself, right? You just <laughs> have to get out of bed in the morning. But it's like, give me something really big that I can just yeah. wow the crap out of you. Yeah. And then, but there's, I think there's a caveat to that too that I'm picking out of your story is in order for that to even happen, it's like, because whoever, universe, source, God, whatever, knows whether you're willing to follow through and do the hard shit that matters if that showing off were to appear in your life. Yeah. And that's where a lot of us get caught up. I know I have, it's like, you know, cool, show me, do some really big stuff. And then it's like, well, I look back, it's like, well, I wasn't really willing or, or ready for that or wanting to, to make the hard call that I needed to, to even yeah. take advantage of that. And it's like, luck is defined as preparation meets opportunity. Absolutely. And that's, that's where you're at. Chris, you're amazing for real. And thank you for coming on again. This was just incredible. I think we're going to come back for a third episode in the near future, <laughs> but in person. Oh my gosh. I would love that. I'll come to Chicago. Sweet. Some, yeah. your, your, your chair is right there. That, that's that's where you, can, where you said uh, there's a mic. It's another mic, another seat for you. It's, it's awesome. We'll bring in sushi. We we'll we'll hang out. Yeah. But thank yes. you. Thank you for being so vulnerable. You've, you've made me tear up today and just recognize even things in my own life you're incredible thanks thank you it's so funny just to circle back to what you just said like it's exactly the, it's that oh god you know i'll do whatever you say oh except for that yeah god i just want some help with this and you know and then you hear it's like people think intuition is like this very strong powerful loud like external you know voice and sometimes it's not sometimes, every time. It's always like, I really truly believe that we have all the answers inside of us. Like if I look back now in retrospect at the whole thing, I'm like, oh, there was the first red flag. Oh, there was, and it's like that still small little voice that you're like, no, I don't want to listen to that because I want to make this something else, right? Yeah. And it's like, I think this work is so much, it's so much, it, it's so much deeper than just like, I'm going to manifest or like law of attraction. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm actually going to do the work, you know, like being saying that you want to be empowered is a massive responsibility yeah. because it means you're going to have to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Right on. Have you ever heard the saying, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Ooh, no, I haven't. And that just gave me chills. Like not, not yeah. even kidding. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> Yeah. And so I find like, you know, I'll be honest with you right now, there's a lot going on that's, you know, maybe in the past I would have even referred to as like anxiety ridden, you know, there's a lot of like, fearful, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I could see how that could take me like, you know, one of two different ways, but it's like everything in our life, we have a choice for how we perceive it. Everything is, it just is, yeah. there is no good or bad. There's only, the, it's only the way that you perceive it. And it's like my biggest lessons in life right now are all about like how I'm choosing to respond and embrace things. And like, for example, some of the, you know, things going on within work, you know, for example, I can go like, Oh, this is awful. I can go, wow, look at this opportunity at the person I get to become Bingo. and who I have to be to solve that level of problem. Right. So like, 
I don't know, for me, like that's the, that's the spiritual work. It's the switch in perception and being able to go, I have so much power because I control my thoughts. Yeah. Bingo. Like, that's what I, I want to, you know, in, in so many words, write a book about, cause I think the most valuable, I have two of the most valuable lessons I can think of I've ever learned in my life. And one is that I could change my thoughts and change my reality and go from being a homeless sleeping out of her car addict, 15 year old, you know, to building a business as a music producer, to building a business as an entrepreneur, to, you know, with the courses I taught at Produce Like a Boss, right? And it's like, I did all of that. Sure, there were steps I had to take that were tactical and logical, but I had to change my mind and my identity first, right? So yeah. it's like change your, definitely, it's like a change your thoughts, you know, change your reality. But the second part is learn it. Like you just said, dream bigger, Yep. You know how many people are like, they just walk around, they go like, oh, I would just be so happy if I could just make enough money to live. And I'm like, do you just want enough air to breathe? Like that God ain't going to help you with that. He's going to be like, okay, well you can handle that on your own. But it's like, what, what happened to like audacity and what happened to mm -hmm. like wanting it all because you can have it all. Like no one ever taught me that. I don't know if I have ever shared this story with you, but I remember sitting in a restaurant with my mom when I was 12 and there was a woman playing guitar in the corner and she was singing like Bonnie Raitt and Led Zeppelin and Heart, which are like my mom's and some of mine favorite bands. She was, you know, doing the bar bar gig thing. And my mom looked up and she looked at me and like, she was doing her best. This isn't a dig on my mom, but she said, oh, you could do that one day. And guess what? I became a bar musician for like seven years. You know? like, I was like, you know, I think in retrospect, I'm like, no one ever told me I could win a Grammy. Yeah, no, no one ever told me to build a seven figure or an eight figure business. But by the same token, my mom didn't have the tools to know that or teach yeah. me that. So once again, it's not a dig on her, but it's like to come back around to that second biggest lesson I learned is like, you don't have to have other people instill dreams. And you're like, you can dream as big as you want. Nothing I've accomplished in my life makes any sense. It really doesn't like, oh, I just moved back to LA because of a wishbone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just built a seven figure business in less than two years teaching music production courses and I didn't graduate high school. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like whenever I get scared and I'm like, I don't know what's happening next. I'm like, well, it hasn't made sense thus far. Why would it make sense moving forward? Like just trust and do the work, you know? That's and for me, the work used to be like, it used to be like, grind, grind, do the work. And it's like, it's not that I don't still do strategy logic, uh, logics and tactics. And this is why I think you reached out to me as I made a post that said, I'm following my intuition now. Yeah, It's the combination of both because my pendulum has swung very far both ways throughout my life where it's like, I'm super woo and things will just happen. And then I, I'm super logical and strategic and like, I'm going to make it happen. And none have worked very well for me. But when I find a way to bring them together and I go, I am going to take action, but not like an octopus on roller skates, inspired action that I'm going to get from my own inner being or God or source or universe. Then I couple that with a badass marketing strategy and business stuff that I've learned as well. Now you got that perfect combination of the masculine feminine energy that makes the whole. That's, that's the goal for me is to get to stay there. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a, well, it's an effort to stay there too, isn't it? And it has to be because oh, yeah. it's, it's easy to get pulled to one side or the other. And totally when you're there, it's, I, but now as you go through that though, too, it's uh, every moment, every situation, every event, you become more and more aware of what each of those looks like. Yeah. To where it's like, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm starting to, I mean, it's very easy, right? Because uh, two years ago you see Tony Robbins and it's very easy to just 
have the woo in that moment and then be like, this is the way like forever. Yeah. This is the way. And it's like, well, we'll time out. I don't think Tony built a multi-billion dollar business or business is just doing that for himself right. and his strategy and planning and everything else behind it. So it's a, the balance is essential. Man. Well, I think too, where I've got stuck with that it, and, and, and I'm getting more clarity on it, the more work I do around it is that, you know, strategy tactics, like it's either free Googleable or chat GPTable, right? Like, yep, you know, yep. if, if, if it was all we needed, we'd all be rich and skinny, you know, like <laughs> good information isn't actually valuable. Like how many big people go, I built an eight figure business. I'll teach you how to do it. And then they, you buy the course and then, oh, it didn't work. Well, you know, that's because there's something missing in the foundation yeah. there. So it's like, I think it's really about like who, like, are we doing that inner work and the know thyself and the, you know, not trying to be a fish climbing a tree, you know, saying like, oh, I think I want that thing because that's what everybody else wants. And sometimes we're chasing the goals like that aren't actually meant for us. But if we really, really just stop to get still and turn inward and go like, what am I really meant to do? And then took the action. We'd have a lot less octopuses on roller skates, myself included. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the <laughs> that's goal. A great it's visual. like, you know, yep. we're going we're gonna to use that. <laughs> well, I always yeah. say that because I'm like, you're really busy, but you're going nowhere fast. It's <laughs> like, that's to me is like a person that's just all like into like, let me just work, thinking that hard work equals value. And like, value, it's like, is actually like what the result is of the work that you're doing, which yeah, can only sure. come from inspired action, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it can only come from inspired action. That's powerful, man. Well, I, you've, you've filled me up today. I'm just, this has been a joy. I mean, I, I wanted to bring you back on to tell your story. And at the same time, I had no idea I would leave like this because it was just so interesting. And it's, a, it's, it's very rare, Chris, that I'm speechless towards the end of one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just have to say that I'm so, so grateful that, that you, that you reached out and that you had me back on as, a, again. I so enjoyed the first time and the second time. So thank you. And I haven't got a chance to be honest, like this is kind of the first time I'm really getting a chance to speak about this. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. It's been a blast. That's awesome. Thanks for going all in. Yeah. Yeah.